It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This week in league, Corey Parker deserves a kangaroo send-off. If you mean taking him to Texas, putting him in front of spotties, shooting him and feeding him to your dogs. Robbie Farrow hides all the shovels in Redfin after hearing horror stories from the Burgi about what Rusty did to Julie after their losses. Congratulations to Kieran Foran for breaking Darius Boyd's all-time record for recovery from rugby league depression. And we preview all the action for preliminary finals week of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 240 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Once again, welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, thanks for stopping by. And uh, yeah, don't forget if you're a new listener and uh, on Twitter, give us a shout. If you're on Facebook, give us a shout too, but you're not going to get a bunch of fucking randoms like adding you up. No. <laughs> where, do I, where, where, do you, where do I know that guy from? Oh, it must be one of the guys who heard my name on a podcast. <laughs> Come and you know, insert themselves into my fucking daily life. <laughs> yeah, life. Facebook's a little bit too real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Twitter... You know, yeah, no one's there real. No, no one's themselves there. Real aliases. <laughs> That's a couple of real namers. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, get around that. Um, what's happening, dude? Anything interesting you want to get off your chest? Oh, mate, I'm excited for the final series. Well, I imagine some, somewhat less excited than you were seven days ago. I mate, suppose I'm an incredibly proud Panther this year. No, I didn't say less proud. I said less excited. It's oh, yeah. be. It's a fact. You got yeah, to, less you got, excited. Yeah, yeah, it would have been fantastic if they'd have gone through undefeated asterisks. But, yeah, um, well, they did. They went through exactly undefeated no, asterisks. They through. <laughs> Giant fucking asterisks. Yeah, <laughs> asterisks everywhere. Um, no, but I thought it's, it's been some some pretty high-quality football Yeah. so far. Yeah. Uh, and the, the games have been a good spectacle. It's been great. I took the undefeated asterisk T-shirt on Friday. I was wearing it um, when I uh, went to Killer's Auskick. And it was the last of the year, mm. and um, and so traditionally, well, I wouldn't fucking know about traditionally because it's the first, it's the first year, but um, yeah, they do um, like parents versus kids game, and they sort of set it up so it's like, because you know, it's like it's AFL, you know, it's just disgusting that, he, that he's taken to it so well, but um, they set it up just the field up into three zones, so like yeah. you know, like the centers and then you know like the attacking and the defending zone, and so all the kids get a go at each. So you know you're in a zone, yep. and you can't venture out of your zone. 
and um, and then they swap it over. Okay, the guys that were in the middle, now you're in, you know, now you're in the forwards. I think AFL way to and, um, pigeonhole kids for life and teach them they can't get out of their stuff. Yeah, can't get out of their box. Yeah, yeah. but um, what it does do is it means it means that the kids that are amazing, like heroes, can't fucking be fullback yeah, and yeah. take a mark <laughs> and then just fucking bounce it and run all the way down and kick a goal. <laughs> but uh, and so you mark it up, and for some I don't know for some reason I think it's because the dog has become like a cult hero of the school now. Like everyone yep. fucking loves it, knows this dog and yep, loves, yeah. loves the dog. So all the fucking kids in my zone were just like it was like it was like fucking like Gulliver's Travels it was like they were fucking trying to get me around the legs just to knock me down and there's two other parents completely unmarked so it was great because we dominated our sector because I was just drawing all the heat but there's one of the kids and I was like right you little cunt so I'm fucking you know and these like kids are like you know like fucking yeah. between 7 and like 10 years old sort of thing and there's one, one little kid and he was like oh I'm really good I'm going to fucking get all these guys I'm like yeah we'll see about that motherfucker this is my house <laughs> You just end up being like Kramer in the episode where he's karate fighting the kids. And, um, and this kid and this, and this kid gets the ball and he's fucking... And, and I think they had a thing like, you know, where it was like if you get you know, if you get touched, you know, you've got like three seconds or something like that yep. to dispose of it or whatever. And so he's like, I've gone touch him. And he's he had he, he was a fair way away from me at the time. And I'm like, I've come across, I'm going to get the fucker. And so I got him, touched him. But like... When I've built up that much momentum over that much time, and and he and when I touched him, he stopped dead, and so I just absolutely fucking matted this kid. <laughs> fucking lifted him it was like a, it was like a it was like a prime fucking David Gillespie or Mark Carroll shit that's right he, yeah, he, he, shook, he shook it off but he learned a valuable lesson and um and and the parents lost the game by a score of we scored 31 and they scored 18 yep so uh, we lost because on, under the last goal wins last goal let wins the kids rule. run through and score yep. the goal Nice. Was, uh, yeah, it was funny. I didn't. Feel, I didn't feel like my 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 uh, section of the field were taking it very seriously because, like, it was it was two mums other than other than me. Um, but because I was drawing a heat, I was just fucking just the ball would come to me and I just handballed to them, and so we they dominated, scored like nearly all the goals for our team in that quarter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good times, and um, you know, it's, that's it's the most awesome. AFL talk you're ever going to have on the show. That is the absolute most that we're ever going to have. Mm. I mean. It's you know it's been geez you know getting old now you know it's probably been about you know twenty five years since I've played played a game of Australian rules football mm. and uh, you know I dominated back then but uh, yeah still got it. <laughs> I played one game. I played well. See you know you, you often get caught in the situation of what your school does. In my primary school played Aussie mm. rules. And nothing else, none of the rugby codes. I mean, like, oh, really? I know, because it was, it was it was Ascot State School, so it was all little rich cunts. I mean, so, like, they all played for, like, you know, for Ascot Clayfield um, Union. Yep. Uh, down, yep. like, near Brothers, you know, down there yep. near Albion Mackers. But, um, but yeah, the school itself only played Aussie, like, it was it was only cricket and only Aussie. Like, that was it. If you're, if you're playing, like, inner school sports. Yeah. In okay. primary school. That was it. I mean, in high school, obviously, that's where I started playing league because, you know, that's, we, you know, we was a you know, public school. So, you know, played league and didn't play union. I think we only played union nines in the off-season. Or, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I had to play Aussie rules and uh, it was all good back then. And, uh, yeah. I played one game of AFL. Yeah. I bootlaced a guy. Yeah. Like, fucking textbook. Yeah. Absolutely fucking textbook. We're talking, talking Stephen Menzies. Yeah. Like, fucking, yeah. Whistleblowers. You fucking kidding me? You, you can't do. <laughs> you can't tackle and blow the waist. 
Oh, fuck you, fucking sport and fuck off. <laughs> never, never went near it again. I'll tell you, these little, these little, these little cunts that were in my fucking zone, <laughs> my son included, they were, oh, they're going to be great fucking Aussie rules players, let me tell you. The off the ball work, like, just the fucking, like, niggling shit, like, you know, carry on with it. <laughs> the three of them the whole time, just like, one, one around each leg and the other one trying to fucking, like, put a block to trip me over and shit. <laughs> oh, you little, uh, nice one. Motherfuckers. Um, Malbec. This week, um, at Red Bull Raiders, and I will say this at the end of the episode as well, just so people are reminded, if this is even a thing, it could be, I mean, it's a very niche thing, but uh, he said, if possible, could you please put a call for Newcastle-based Canberra Raiders fans, uh, the West Leagues Club Lambton Sports Bar Saturday night for the game? Yeah. So if you are a Newcastle-based Canberra Raiders fan, I dare say Red Bull Raiders might be, he might be the sole person in that Venn diagram. <laughs> He's tweeting for his own benefit. If you're someone in Newcastle who hates Raiders fans, they'll all be congregated in one place. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, you know. Get fucking, you know, get a bit of Warriors come out and play happening down in Newey. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not Warriors, it's Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So, the Warriors are never going to be uh, yeah, around there. Same time. The base chapo. Shout out to Twill Nation on Sunday. Head out to Pertec Stadium, the Pillow Fortress itself, to see Timmy McIntyre, our boy, do his thing for Mounties in the RM Cup Grand Final. He's a, he's the basically the, the Ronnie Palmer of the Mounties RM Cup mm. side, and he didn't do it last year. He retired the year before. Yep. And I think he, I think what, did they get the final last time? Well, they they got fucking close. If that wasn't the final, mm. it was the week before. Um, and yeah, he retired. They didn't do shit last year. He comes back this year. And the Mounties, you know, set all records of like fucking three grades into grand finals, and plus Canberra, the fe- you know who they feed, you know, Look, I, deep into finals as well. I so. know. I so for a fact, in sport, if not in science, correlation is causality. Exactly. Exactly. It can be no other factor. Exactly. So, uh, so, so you could say. I mean, you know, you did say factor. So it makes me think that Timmy, our boy Timmy McIntyre, is the X factor for the Mounties. Fuck you. <laughs> you had to take it there. Piece of shit. Oh, I wouldn't have fucking said it, but you said factor. <laughs> and, you just, and I've just gone, ding. ding. <laughs> Rendon, at Rendon Lifford, said, oh, look at that, that's my team ad to see how the game's cleaned up. Is it for the better? Look, tried to look up the that's my team ad, and really glad that we did, <laughs> because yes, couldn't find it, because the that's my team ad, of course, you know, took place, it was you know a decade ago that it finished up now, pretty much. It was 2007 grand Seven. final, where it completed started in 2003 looking for looking for youtube links and this is you know predates the ubiquity of youtube because i found a post saying here's the new ad and it was like in real player format and windows media player and all that shit download and download a high quality mpeg of the video (laughs) um so i didn't find it however trawling through youtube looking for it there were a couple of yeah, the the song itself was on a couple of videos, and they'd you know overlaid you know slideshows and things like that, which were a waste. But there was one really good cut of it, which I think maybe you're referring to in your tweet, where it wasn't the legit ad, but some I think it, it, it may have had some elements yeah. of the legit ad in it. But what it did have interspersed with all of the legit moments of you know fans cheering and you know celebrating grand final wins and shit like that, it just seemed to have every fucking shoulder charge, Biff, <laughs> like, and this was obviously done fairly reason- well, reasonably recently because yeah. it had like things like the Brookie brawl and stuff in it as well. And so, it, yeah, it, it went back from 
you know, probably pre two thousand and three. Yeah. In a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. The the Sattler tackle from the grand final yep. was in there. Yep. Up to the Brookie Brawl. Tons of like tries, you know, in the, the, corner. In the corner and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, acrobatic tries in the corner and stuff like that. Um, but um, yeah. Look, if that's yeah. what you're referring to, though, it yeah. was obviously biased to showing all the fuck a, a shit ton of spear tackles too. Oh, ton, yeah, they showed like the one that uh, that uh, T Rex did. I think on um, I think it was on Degoise where he was almost just like flipped him straight. His yeah. fuck, like um, man, great video, entertaining as fuck. Oh mate, the game was wonderful back then. Yeah, I'm not sure the Biff. Like, you know, the Biff was great in Origin. It was know, like watching. Ice, it was like watching ice hockey highlights. I mean, yeah. There was so much Biff. It, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the game's poorer for not being able to punch guns in the face. No. no. Um, I think we've just we've we've traded Biff for for Niggle because players there's no release valve now. I don't think. Mm. I think players they go they <laughs> they get frustrated and they keep going and going and then it's like they can't have a stink for 35 seconds and get it out of their you know system. What? That should be Ronnie Palmer's new job. What's that? He should just be on the sideline. Hit me. With two fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> you looking a bit texty, mate? Next sub. <laughs> Come on. Take that, down, take that down the tunnel. And uh, get yourself down the tunnel. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Um, couple of minutes in the tunnel and uh, yeah, yeah. that's what becomes known. Yeah. Yeah, but knowing Ronnie Palmer, I mean, you know, if you could collaborate, if you combine that with the rest of his his principles, they broke it fucking. They all end up like Peter Wallace with one testicle and fucking <laughs> fractured fucking dicks. How do you strain a urethra? I don't know, but he's done it. <laughs> fucking syndesmosis of a vast deference. <laughs> um, so so Rendon, uh can't really comment on the actual ad if you've got a link to it please please send it to yeah. us because I'm wondering I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you're uh, you're referring to that one which was obviously tailor made to show every biff yeah. in the last 15 years and every spear tackle and fucking high tackle there was, and some, there was some good ass shoulder charges in there too with, that you know would maybe even still be borderline legal today yeah the arms weren't pinned to the body yeah yeah exactly like, the, the separation sh- the shoulder annihilated the sternum but you know yeah. I fucking saw someone tweet a, a, a tackle um, today with uh, who the fuck was it but they absolutely obliterated Craig Field yeah, like it was. I, I would have, if I was his lawyer, I would have introduced that tackle into fucking evidence <laughs> and said it like some sort of traumatic, yeah, encephali- encephalitis, PTSD, yeah, yeah. If I had, like causing him to become a murderous little yeah. troll up yeah. in fucking Mullumbar or whatever. He, man, um, Ma underscore Aaron, in a crushing blow for Parramatta, it has been revealed that they've signed Ronnie Palmer for 2017. Do you know that? As discussed, yes, I did. I that's, not know that's, I saw that tweet. That's one of the reasons I was celebrating after the loss. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's uh, part of the five year plan. It's one of those onward and upward type silver linings. Yeah. So the you're bis- gonna have a fucking injury free year next year. The biscuit days are gone. Meanwhile the eels, just when they looked <laughs> like they were getting back on the right track after clearing out all the all the corruption and uh and yeah, you know, still performing on the field somewhat. Mm. Now they're all going to have broken legs. Um, Paul Mac underscore seventy eight seems the whole world is following Twill and getting a new stepdad. Hash Darius, Hash Wayne. Yes. Shunter eighty six just saw a child get a strawberry milkshake at a cafe. <laughs> Triggered. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, did you see a child get a strawberry milkshake <coughs> at a cafe, or did you see a child getting a strawberry milkshake in air quotes in a cafe? <laughs> Because the second version is very disturbing. Mm. No child, no child, no child should be getting strawberry milkshakes of that nature. 
<laughs> I just wouldn't understand. <laughs> I think I'd understand. <laughs> Why'd you do that to a child, you fucking animal? Gee, <laughs> uh, Shutter, sort your life out. Um, G Campbell underscore 88. Uh, <clears throat> referring to, to Wayne, of course. He's like father, like son. Fluffy's done his fair share of extramarital bonking, and now we know where he gets it from. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's no suggestion that Wayne... I can't even I can't even keep up that I can't even keep up that LaRouge yeah yeah you, you you mind the kids up in Brisbane and I'll just be down here in shitty fucking Newcastle coaching the team doing nothing you got such a good <laughs> you get the good end of the job Trish meanwhile yeah I uh, I, I knew a, an ex football player once yep who lived in Brisbane mm-hmm. and bought his wife a shop in Coffs Harbour. Bought his wife a shop in Coffs Harbour. Okay. So he had retail interests up here. Yep. And bought his wife a shop down on the central coast. Uh, and she was there two weeks and home two weeks. So hmm. he wasn't even... He was that lazy that he didn't even go anywhere <laughs> to get his in the way. He sent her. He sent her. <laughs> sent her to Siberia. He, he, yeah, that, that was next level, so... That is that. That's like that's a straight up pimp move, though. Mm. Like that's when, that's when you don't even have to go. Like I mean, taking yourself to Newcastle. <laughs> you know, that's that's the kind that's of a sucker. That's, that's it's, gone out like a it's, sucker. It's one step forward, two steps back, sort of thing. <laughs> but, uh, Unless yeah. you got a pension for meth and gummies. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Mick the perm representing this week in league today in Brussels, hoping for good luck, uh, wearing his undefeated asterisk shirt, and uh, unfortunately the luck was bad because I believe that was the day of the Penrith well, game. Technically, we. Had an undefeated asterisk day. Yeah, you paid homage to it. Fucking great photo, though. How good is that view? Yeah, yeah. loving it Put down there. Killer pump. Yep. Trent Slats sent us a tweet when uh, with an excerpt from a story uh, with a hashtag of just Queensland things. <coughs> Broncos fan fans Herbert Murray of Bowen came to the game with his two daughters and grandchildren, but the youngsters couldn't be swayed from the Cowboys. It's a friendly rivalry, he said. I can't really lose because I really do just go for Queensland. King Hedge fucking Hedge. Palooza. King Hedge. Yep. Oh, mate. Herbert. Hedge and Herbert, they call him. Fuck. Down Bowen Way. <laughs> down, on, down on the high street at the co-op. Um. Turn left at the Hedge. <laughs> now, it's not a green Hedge. It's a bloke named Herb. And he hedges. Devon Head. If you close your eyes during Stepdad's Clinton Newton rant, you can just about hear real dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment, I guess. Uh, our highway. Uh, Jay kept it hidden for so long, but he's got full gronk this week. <laughs> real dad inspiration. And you know what? I mean, like, I don't know, like, we're tired when we do this and stuff, but like, I'm fucked if I can remember how. I, I don't have any lasting scarring that you went, that you went especially. I, I don't hard. think I went full gronk. No. I no. think I made some. Struck a chord with, the, with the, the people, though. I made some questionable comments about Clint Newton's parentage. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, but I mean, we do that about, about half a dozen plays every week. Yeah, really. exactly. So that's part of the course, really. Mm. Um, sh couldn't agree more with Nate Re. NRL commentators carrying on about decisions made in games. No other sport has that problem. Uh, yes, mm. and uh, and once again, not not so much this week because thankfully we didn't have anything fucking you know heinous like we did the week before with the Broncos getting that fixed match. But um, you know what? You know what we need. So if you remember. Cricket used to have that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cricket used to have that, oh, I can't believe he's given that, oh, I can't believe he's not looking at it, I can't believe he's not going to the third. 
Yeah. And fucking Richie pulled them into line. Yeah. He pretty much laid down the law and said, you know, stop fucking second-guessing the umpires out there. That's not your job. Your job's to talk about the play. Yep. Not to talk about the officiating. Yep. There you go. We need the ghost of Richie. Uh, I'll pop again. So that email rant from Sam at Mr. Underscore Wars was one of the best rants ever. It's mutsy. If Mr. Wars' email came from a fan of literally any other team in the comp, you'd all be agreeing. Hash Bronco hate. Hash Twill Tall Poppies. <sighs> no. Off, mate. The fucking, no. That's fucking the bullshit. It, it has nothing to do with Bronco's hate. Because that had nothing to do with Broncos specifically. Yeah. It was more about stop hating referees so hard. That's what thrust it. it. It wasn't the fact that it was a Broncos fan that sent it in. It was a fan that the person that sent it in was the team, a fan of the team that got the most beneficial refereeing performance in a finals game. In, in, in NRL history. Yeah. So um, post-Super League. So it had nothing to do with a specific yeah. team. Yeah, but even then, like, even the fact that it did come from a Broncos fan, that wasn't the point. It was, it was just the point that I disagreed mm. <laughs> with him letting the referees completely off the hook because their fucking life is so shit. Yeah. Oh, they're human. Yeah, well, you know. They are human. Motherfucker, you made your bed. Yep. You made your bed. That's it. You could have been fucking anything in life, mm-hmm. but no, you choose to be one of these fucking whistle whistleblowing cunts. It's like, you know, it's like Jason Taylor when he chose to be traffic, to be traffic, traffic warden and then West Tigers coach. You know what I mean? Like, he's... I mean, that guy's a two-time loser. Like, what's he going to pick? Next, his next job is going to be like, you know, fucking not, kicking Jews into the oven for the Reich say, or something. You no, know, I was going to say, they're not planning a fourth Reich anytime soon, so he's just going to stop there on the two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Landrigan, Matt. Is Sam's next email about how fair the draw is or how well the salary cap is working? Ash Bronco privilege. No, his next one is about cunts whinging about short turnarounds. Yeah, that would be his that's, next. That's going to be, yeah, from a yeah from a team that gets uh gets guaranteed Friday to Friday <laughs> fucking rest. <laughs> Mario Siegs don't have to one hundred percent agree with the email by Mister Wars, but fuck me, it was well written, brilliant imagery. Mm. He does he does uh, have such a floral way of describing. You know, bowel movements and, <laughs> and, and various sexual insertions. <laughs> uh, at Highway again, I said, uh, Sam with the classic, refs didn't help us, Broncos attitude. And he actually put his, he tagged him in that tweet as well. So, oh, yeah. nice one running straight. Um, we were talking about grand final entertainment with uh, Richie Sambora, you know, obviously... You know, a cog in the Bon Jovi machine, yeah. and not, the, not the and not the most important one. As with the bands, like the singer can get away with, he can sack all those cunts essentially, yeah, exactly. and get good and get good. I mean, and sure, though the yeah. music created from that point on may not be to the same standard or or the same. But However, let, let's be frank. How many bands do you want to go and listen to nothing but their new stuff? Yeah, of that that caliber, that era. In fact, in most cases, yeah. it's it's you don't want to hear a single fucking. Yeah, exactly. And when they say here's something new, everyone's just uh. kind of like, oh, you can always hear this this groan around the stadium. Yeah. Uh, so and also with, uh, Keith Urban was the other one, right? You know uh, the other thing I was thinking yeah. during the week that just struck me Sorry. is how fucked Richie Sambora is. Because think of all the good Bon Jovi songs. Yeah. They've got lyrics before you hear any fucking music. <laughs> On the ticket is there. Oh. Shot through the heart. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. And then it comes in. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then the bass kicks off living on yeah, the prayer. 
And then, yeah, oh fuck. Okay, so yeah, well, okay. What's he gonna do? Yeah, so dead or alive, probably for the he'd bust that trend. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's, a, there's a good level of uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cruzy zero six. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon if the NRL rehashed Tina Turner simply the best, it would be more successful. Define rehashed. Got Tina Turner don't to say, do it. Don't say reboot. If you just had Tina Turner to do it. No, it didn't. It'd and bring up, out Jimmy Barnes as well. It'd end up being like Miley Cyrus. Just Yeah, we're rehashing it. Yeah, when Tina Turner becomes... Like the way fucking, they reboot things these days. Yep. Miley Cyrus is there. Yeah. And she's just jerking off all the players. But it's... Yeah, it's but see, but see, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be as entertaining as fuck. I'm so down with that. <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that. That's amazing. <laughs> I would watch that over watching fucking Train do a medley with Drops of Jupiter and whatever other fucking song they did. <laughs> Didn't but, they sing that Senorita song? Uh, what the fuck or is Soul that? Soul Sister? There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Senorita. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. they did that as well. I'm not, I'm not up on my Latin American. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm, I'm pretty sure they just did a medley of, of like the only songs cunts would know. And I think that was, I think it's a Drops of Jupiter and that Soul Sister song. I mean, have they done another song? I don't know. Um, but yeah. Oh, fuck. But you know, if they re, you know, but the NRL it wouldn't be Miley Cyrus. It'd be like fucking Jessica Mowboy or something. Yeah, okay. Or Justice Crew. Mm. Doing simply the best. The fucking irony of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claire Simo. Read the grand final entertainment. Just heard on the radio that Richie Sambora handshake agreement was the last deal of Dave Smith before he left. Really? I, I can't there imagine that being the case, but um, that's forward thinking. Well, that means that means it wasn't just who's fucking free in October. <laughs> Let's get oh oh Richie Sambora. Who's that? You know he's the one who plays. Oh oh yeah really yeah yeah cancel name. All right. <laughs> it was actually forced at like twelve maybe months. The <laughs> maybe the handshake agreement was yeah 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 Bon Jovi will come out. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah shake yeah. hand. Yeah, well, I'll get I'll, I'll at least get John <laughs> Tico and fucking the other cunt. <laughs> Yeah, no, was Claire the one that sent the Jamie Lyon mask? Yes, yes, and that was the next thing. Um, was he up higher last week? No. I he's, feel as... That's his, that's his pride of place above my North Korean postcard. I feel as if he was higher last week. No, that's and exactly where he was. inadvertently he's dived down <laughs> a little bit. I know, I, know, I know you'd love it to be true, but okay. no, that's, that's exactly where he was. <laughs> okay. And he's still looking down on you benevolently. <laughs> As one of his children, even though you've strayed from the path. <laughs> and uh, and thank you, thank you very much, Claire, for the, uh, this. Uh, Jamie Lyon, he's up there on the wall. Yeah, fuck you very he's much. Gonna be, he's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be with us forever now. For uh, he's he's never coming down off that. If off you that ever wall. take a toilet break while I'm here. Yeah. Yep. He's copping mustaches and dicks on his forehead. And <laughs> but uh, he's very, very much appreciated. And, very, and, and, and very, uh, it was a great surprise too. Because just out of the blue, uh, Claire sent me a DM and said, um, what's your dress? Can I send you something? And like, put two and two together pretty quickly. And um, and yeah, it was gold. So uh, thank you very much, madam. And, uh, and if you turn up to the Twill thing, that would be awesome to catch up as well. Because um, she does send us an email later regarding the thing at the school. We mm. talked about with the, the, the paraplegic. Okay. Okay. Uh, R-pop show. Were you too high on something talking about the grand final entertainment? <sighs> look, Fucking high on life. Yeah. Look, I, we weren't not high. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck goes on up there, but it is possible for two people to be in a happy mood and frame of mind 
without illicit substances, you degenerate fuck. But they do help, though. <laughs> I'm not saying they hurt. <laughs> Drugs don't make you happy. No, they don't. They give you a fucking better quality of sadness. <laughs> but they don't make you happy. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, <coughs> Arpop Shigandi, he went on to say, some good ideas, though, don't get me wrong. Actually, it's a knockout gets my vote. That it's a knockout would be amazing. It'd be fantastic. Or, or like a gladiator's thing. Because then you could get, yeah. like, the good shit from the old, like, punch-ups and, and shoulder yeah. charges in. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, man. It's, it's got legs. I know. It's got legs. If, they could, if there's some way you could do a mobile, like, uh, wipe-out course, <laughs> wheel it on at half... If you could get it on there, you know, before the game, we'll get it on at half-time and get it off. All I remember from It's a Knock, like, the original It's a yeah. because I bought it back for a while, didn't Like, I? Billy J, you know, Billy J and, and one of the Fiona McDonald or it, yeah, Jack McDonald or whatever, yeah. one McDonald. It was just cunts in penguin suits with buckets of water running up a fucking... Yeah, yeah. slipping over. They yeah. get up. There. Sometimes they're like covered in fucking detergent, like yeah. you know, so you can't get up. Yeah, yeah. and it's hilarious because they're falling down five times. Yeah, and then they get up there, and it's hilarious again because their fucking bucket's got no water in it. They got to go down. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just human misery at its most, at, at, its, at its most, you know, TV friendly, like at its most family friendly. Look, we can't put Christians in with lions anymore. So, <laughs> so we'll just uh, we'll just try and make we'll make them run up a pyramid covered in detergent. <laughs> Uh, where are we um, Rob sold out walked past Richie Samboring set at Soundwave a few years ago he was the hugest profile pub cover band I've ever seen <laughs> thank you Rob uh, Beerboy182 uh, Keith Urban slagging jams Day go, days go by somewhere in my car cop car put you in a song but that new song The Fighter they got shit emoji. Okay. <laughs> that was the one I was talking about. It was like the 4K yep. cube staple. Um, those other songs, I've, I've I've never fucking heard any of those. Like, nah. Because I don't listen to the country music station, whatever that nah. might be. Don't even know where it is on the dial. And like, yeah, I could have gone to Spotify and I could have plugged these names in and listened. Just to, I could have educated myself. <laughs> but you know what? I don't need to. I know that shit... <laughs> It's that kind of ignorance that's pushing his world forward into the 22nd century. <laughs> Slippy underscore eel. He's been absolutely mouth-fucking Corey Norman or smooth Corey all season on the, on the Twitter machine. All season long until Corey, you know, got himself you know, tangled up with the, with the drugs and suspended for the rest of the season and so forth. It appears he's uh, switched his pretty mouth to one... Richie Sambora <laughs> and, and he tweeted us that he there was a long discussion between the three of us but on Twitter but he's kicked it off Richie Sambora is the fucking man you cunts Stranger in This Town is in my top 10 albums Bon Jovi sucks without his axe look I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that his guitar playing is bad in any way and he obviously contributes greatly to the sound of Bon Jovi that, that made them a successful fucking mega mega band don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, him singing Bon Jovi songs, like I'm saying, he's he's solo shit. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And and therefore, the next thing he needs to reach for is Bon Jovi songs. And if he's not John Bon Jovi singing them, then fuck those exactly. two. That, that, that's all I'm saying. He's guitar playing. I'm sure if it's all spectacular. All I'm getting of the Bon Jovi experience is guitars and backup vocals. Yeah. I want my money back. Well, I mean, does he talk into the does he talk into the vocoder in in Living on a Prayer? I mean, like he could do the. That'd probably sound exactly like the album. That'd be amazing. I'd be like, for, for yeah. fucking for, for like 20 seconds of that, I'd just be like, oh my God, it's like I'm at a Bon Jovi concert. But again, let's be real here. Yeah. 
I wouldn't sit through a whole Bon Jovi concert. I'd sit through maybe three songs. I don't even want to sit through fucking... I'm not putting a lighter up in the air to fucking Better Roses. Yeah, no. They no. get... They get living on a prayer. They get... You give love a bad name. Yep. And after that, I'm close to walking out unless there's something astounding and fireworks and nudity. I see. Yeah, I, I still, I still think, you know, like, I want a dead or alive. I still think that's a, that's a fucking yeah. good track. The what I don't like about Bon Jovi is I don't like the fucking the resurgent era, because then they had like the you know, New Jersey with Bad Medicine that was all right, and then then they started yeah, then, then, then yeah, it was a bit of a slide, right? And then they came back with all those songs that sounded exactly the fucking same, yeah. like It's My Life. And yeah. it was kind of like their Nickelbackish era where all their songs sounded exactly yeah. the fucking same and had the same tempo and the same kind of, you know, lead into, like, Have a Nice Day as well. They're, they're exactly the same songs. They made a song called Have a Nice Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're out of ideas. And then they had that stupid song that we used for the fucking NRL that year. You know, you are suffering from fucking erectile dysfunction. <laughs> if you're right. Like, you know, Bon Jovi, they made a fucking album called Slippery When Wet. Yeah, yeah. You know? That had its album cover banned, and that goes to like yeah, and then it became yeah, then then they turned to have a nice day. Yeah, that that's Viagra territory. That's like Two Life Crew that's releasing an album yeah. in this day and age. That's cool. How about Hogue? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got your lunch for school? <laughs> like God damn. Let's make love by candlelight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Unmoved on Sambora. Yeah, agree. Uh, now, there was uh, a bit of feedback for your NFL team. Mm. Um, we had Craig Malson uh, said, I'm thinking Redskins for Stepdad's NFL team. Reason being that it's the colour of his stiletto holder after Moylan and Cleary Batfest. <laughs> stiletto holder. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? tremendous. I don't, want, I don't want to get caught up in defending the, the fucking logo. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the South Park episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll say you're all across the issues then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get involved. Yeah. It's Mutsy. Uh, uh, Jay, you supported Haynes' NFL stint. Why not be a residual supporter of the 49ers? Yeah. Look, they got a proud history. You guys got, like, you know, you know, Joe Montana and shit back in the day. Yeah. All-time God. Mick um, the Perm. Support the Bills. So I'm not the only prick supporting a shit team. That's, your, pitch you know is ter- your pitch is terrible, Mick. I, <laughs> it's a good I thing you're not in marketing. <laughs> I was going to say, I really hope you're not in any sort of employment <laughs> that involves closing deals. Yeah. Because your opening's weak. <laughs> and then, for your next five tweets to be about how shit the team is while you're watching the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not selling it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's 400. NFL team for, uh, for J- uh, Jar TV for you. The Titans. Maybe the America version can sort out a membership. <laughs> It's true. Good point. Undiluted seven. Stepdad should join me following the charges, so I'm not the only lonely, abused, sad cunt I know in Australia who does. <laughs> Actually, my brother follows the charges as well, so he's talking of like abused. Yeah, you know, like he's yeah. he's definitely the John Bonet Ramsey of the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, run DC forty seven. The NFL team Jay will support will be the Lions because they're my team and I live in the states. And yeah, and where do you live? Atlanta. And you don't support the fucking team where, you know... Where are the Lions from? Detroit. Eight Mile? Well, I guess they represent Eight Mile and all the other miles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> eight through, eight through, whatever the highest <laughs> mile is. <laughs> one, through eight, one through 12 miles, including eight, of course. Um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm leaning towards a New York-based team. Okay. Because that's probably the only US city I'll ever... 
find myself in again. Yeah. At least then maybe I'll go and see a game. Yeah. So you got the Jets. Jets the, Bills, the Giants. And you got the Giants. Yeah. Or um or there was this video I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Um about a dude vaulting over a motherfucker, like just yeah, can, six million dollar man. I can top that though. I can show you a better I can show you a better yeah. a more critical one. That one that you oh, saw yeah. was that I think that was like a Patriots player, I can't remember who it was. They seem like a fucking great team. I might go there. Well they're like they're they're like the Melbourne Storm of the NFL. Oh, okay. Literally busted cheating. Oh, okay. Their quarterback is currently serving a four-game suspension. Really? For cheating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And uh, and they've they've been done back in the day for um for sending spies videotaping other teams' training oh. sessions and stuff, which is you know against the against yeah, the rules. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what. This week, good fucking team. Like perennially, they're like like the storm. They're always fucking they're there or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Send me suggestions, but fucking do it for better sell job. Yeah, well, that one with the vaulting one. I mean, someone sent us the um, sent us a video of Cam Chancellor blocking the field goal. Like, was it last year? The, um, or the extra point or whatever he blew. Like that. That was fucking amazing. Yeah, okay. But that you'll see some vaulting shit. That that's the next level shit. Nice. Um, <clears throat> this week in X Factors. Fuck. Keel Stanton said, uh, "TK on Big Sports Brecky dropped X Factor twice in one sentence this morning. <laughs> you would have you would have loved it. Yeah. Terry Kennedy. I mean, of course. I mean, that guy's. You know." A, a, yeah. a, an analyst black hole or you know commentary black hole the vocabulary of a fucking retarded goldfish yeah Giannis let's call it Mateus Vossi just said that Asiata is a possible X Factor how can it be a possible X Factor yeah it's like the X Factor itself is like a possible in its, <laughs> in its closest form to acceptable English language yeah. it's an uncertainty yeah so how can you be a possible uncertainty yeah <laughs> I guess that is that like some sort of double negative, and then <laughs> it makes you fucking goat. Or something. <laughs> he's, a, he's a, a possible X factor means you are the definite MVP. Yanis <laughs> um, Matez again. He said that um, I've got to t- turn my side because motherfuckers can't rotate images when they send them to us. Clearly, uh, this is in the telly, and he's talking about uh, while Ennis has proven to be a masterstroke, Bird has brought the X factor. Mm. Talking about sharks. So there you go. I don't think anyone would argue about Bird being X Factor if you want to sl- let the usage of the yes. <laughs> word slide. Um, slippy underscore eel. On ESPN Around the Horn today, Tony Riali, I don't know who, who this fucking guy is, he uttered, mmm, good stat. <laughs> You've made it, stepdad. <laughs> hash big time, hash twill X Factor. <laughs> Hang on, is that, what show is that? Is that like. Around the Horn on ESPN. I don't know what that show is. So they got money. So yeah, I, I think that time to put the foot down, mate. We, we will sue them. You've, you've put up with this for far too long. That's yeah. Taking the the moral high ground. Exactly. I mean, you know, we we could have sued many, many rugby league commentators and analysts and you know and TV yeah. show hosts in in Australia, but there's no money in that. ESPN, we're coming for you. ESPN, fucking fucking watch your ass. Yeah, this this week in league might be fucking on ESPN <laughs> real soon. <laughs> With, uh, with very high salaries. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting live from every game. <laughs> that would be the shit. Um, Imagine if ESPN just wanted to come in and throw its money around. Yeah, and well, we just convinced them to let us do it. <laughs> well, it'd just be like, you know, their you know, yeah. shows where they just fucking argue about shit. I know, they'd love it. What we need to do, we just have to get two players in. Yeah. Two ex-players. Yeah. Recently, you know, get, like, get someone... Like, you want people you can fucking have some have an argument with. So you get, like, Mick Anderson and... Um, 
Corey Parker and Sam Cassiano. No, no, I don't want to work. With, I don't want to work with Corey Parker. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got. No, we I, got to be able to stomach the presence well. of them, though. But you, you know, know what? what? We, they put in a jackass-style thing. So as soon as Corey Parker gets lippy, we just tase him. <laughs> Fantastic. Or you have a guy that does like that. You know, <laughs> you need like a Steve-O in the in, in, yeah. in the panel. You send out to do vox pops and like do dumb shit, and you, you send Corey out to that. Yeah, he'd last a, he'd last a week before he pulled the pin on it. Uh, Voodoo Rock. Even the ABC has it. And uh, there's a, a retweet he's got here with the headline of um, Michelle Guthrie pushes ABC executives to go for the X Factor. And yeah, I one, retweeted that to Malcolm this, Turnbull this and was asked him to cut the funding of the ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly they got too much money to fucking... <laughs> uh, time for this week in Luke Dawn. Thanks to the boys at Super League Pod. And uh, without any further ado, here we go. Thanks a lot, gents. Tom and Mark here, as always, to keep you up to speed with all things Northern Hemisphere this week in Luke Dawn. And we start, as always, on Thursday night. It was Wakefield, Trinity Wildcats 12, Hull FC 18. The favourite son of Victorian Rugby League was at it again, as Mahe Fanua put in a barnstorming performance for the Black and Whites. He was narrowly edged out for Hull's man of the match by video referee Phil Bentham, though. For Wakefield, David Fafita had another strong performance, showing he may have found his level in Super League. Now the Wildcats just need to line up some junior refs for him to berate to continue him thinking they're the club to live at in 2017. Fantastic. Uh, Wigan made certain that the minor premiership will be undecided going into the final round of Super 8 fixtures thanks to a 35 points to 28 win at Table Toppers Warrington. Wire, who were led by Kurt Gidley, seemed to have this one locked up, being two scores ahead when Lance Ohio's favourite Welshman, Ben Flower, was ejected from proceedings for the sort of late hit that would make John Hoppelarty say, Jesus, mate, calm down. Uh, but it wasn't to be, as late scores from Lewis Tierney and Anthony, look at me, aren't I crazy? Gelling put the finishing touches on an unlikely Wigan win and definitely one of the games of the season. On Saturday, it was Catalan Dragons 28, Castleford Tigers 34. Glenn Stewart scored a parting try on his Catalan, on Catalan home soil, but the disappointing end to the Dragons season continued and it could be very much a changed side when they next step out of the stad Gilbert Brutus. Denny Solomona, the greatest Melbourne product you've never heard of, broke Leslie Vinacolo's tries in a Super League season record for the rampant Castleford attack, as our hero Luke Dawn looks set to end his years of glory on a positive note. Cass are now looking to take fifth place away from the Dragons in next week's final round of the Super 8s. And the final game of the weekend saw Widnes defeated 8 points to 21 by a St Helens side that are heading into the finals on a real hot streak. The main story here, apart from a mass brawl, though, was the brace of tries from Saints winger and England hopeful Adam Swift. Into the qualifiers now, Louis Karma. It's real, folks, and it's still as strong force as ever, as Salford look more and more threatened with losing their Super League place next year. This week, they lost 19-16 at home thanks to a match-winning try, penalty and drop goal from the cat in the hat. Pew, pew, pew. Elsewhere, Lee ch- changed half their team to avoid promotion party hangover, and it worked as they beat Batley 42-24 in front of their biggest home crowd of the year. The only downside is that little Aussie thug Travis Burns was one of the the changes and put in a man of the match display. Terry Campesi hobbled off the treatment table just long enough to help Hull KR to a narrow 32-24 win at bottom club Feverston 
and Danny the Brown McBroth kicked Huddersfield to a 22-14 win over Leeds. That sets up a winner-takes-all promotion playoff between the Rovers and the Giants next week in the final round of the qualifiers. Okay, email. Um, <clears throat> I said earlier, got the email from uh, Claire. Uh, G'day, Nate and Jay. Just listening to the latest app and thought I'd throw in my opinion on the disabled person visiting schools. I would suggest the person visiting came to the school to spread a more general message of courage, determination, resilience, etc., given the Paralympics are a current world event. The school, in New South Wales anyway, definitely would screen the message of any invited presenters for sensitive issues and topics. They 100% should have provided a permission note, including a rationale for the speaker appearing and the predicted educational benefit of attending. I'm a teacher and teach a similar age group. I expect the speaker told them or was asked about how he was injured and the story began from there. However, from that moment, all that kid has heard was that he was injured playing league. End of story. They would not have even taken any of the remaining information and simply pieced together that bad tackle equals wheelchair. There's such a big sport, healthy living lifestyle choices, active lifestyle message in schools that I sincerely doubt any presenter approaching the school to spread the message of be cautious playing sport would be accepted. It must have purely come up during the, present- during the presentation. Sadly, however, that appears to be the takeaway message from the appearance. The boy should feel safe that his rugby league club and coach are teaching him safe ways to tackle and be tackled. Events such as this are extremely rare, but the, this kind of risk exists in most contact sports. Love the show. Go Manly. Claire. And hopefully I can come along to the grand final meet up this year. Hopefully you can. Thank Every, you for your email. Everything you've said makes 100% sense. Yep. Um, again, the the point to narrow in on there, I, whilst I'm all for, you know, I enjoyed watching the Paralympics more than the Abelwarding mm-hmm. Olympics this year. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, but I don't think kids at that age have the life experience to process everything that's going yeah. on on that stage yeah. Yeah. at one time. Yep. Yeah. I just think it was a, a missed call um, by the school. Yep. But not one that's irreversible. All right. Uh, memberships. Another batch sent off uh, another big batch today, so I'm not sure how many is left, but I would imagine we're talking like in the vicinity of like five or something like that. I was going to count shirts this week just to you were gonna count give shirts everyone this week. nostalgia. Well, you can go count shirts if you want. They're fucking just around the corner there. Oh I mean, we can do some. You want to do some like real vintage t- tool yeah. stuff? You need some dead mic shit while you walk out to the fucking hallway, <laughs> turn right, like, grab the tub, tub full of God membership God. stuff. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that, that. would be the real throwback. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, gonna send some down to the boys at Sportsmate as well. So they're it's last the last chance nice. last last chance I'd say uh, got a tweet from Dominic Scabera if I uh, pronounce that correctly uh, D-O-M-I-N-I-C S-C-I-B-E-R-R-A on Twitter pumped to meet Tool Nation at El Loco for the grand final shindig hashtag older male internet friends <laughs> hashtag Nambler 2016 <laughs> Uh, and as of as of this afternoon, uh, yeah, El Loco once again are delighted to come on board as our grand final day debauchery partners, and, uh, and we are, and we are all booked and confirmed for our, for our spot as usual. And, and as always, like I said, look, you know, I'm expecting X amount of people, minimum, but just know that like la- the last two years that number has been far more than far, but uh, it's not going to be something ridiculous that you can't handle. But just uh, be be aware that yeah. There may be more, uh, and so there, oh, cool, all good, and yeah, you know, the relationship is still good despite you know the unpleasantness of last year with some some listeners <laughs> towards the management, and uh, yeah, 
talking about you know, Nazis and you know, invading happy Poland. families. Yeah, happy <laughs> yeah. families. Yeah, I, I did some, I did some, uh, some, some quality smoothing over work <laughs> the, the Tuesday afterwards. <laughs> and so they love us, they love us, and they and they appreciate our business, and they're going to love to see all you guys too, and give us some delicious tacos and uh, other delights. Mm. This year, I'm going to sample the Cuban sandwich. I think. It caught my eye on the menu the first year. Really? And for whatever reason, I just ended up under under a fucking pile of tacos. <laughs> <and ate those. laughs> In fact, I, I even think the first year, I don't think I fucking ate much of anything because there's just so much alcohol being eating thrown my cheating. way. It's just eating. eating is cheating. And everyone, you can't, you, you know, you, you, you've got, you're fucking nursing four drinks at a time because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, buy your beer. Like, you know. Fantastic. So yeah, that's, that's what's going to be like. But oh, also, we've got those taco bets. Yeah. Now, we both lost one to uh, the biggest tiger. Yep. And he's either currently or he will be at the time. He'll be in the States on holiday. Mm. So we're going to reassign uh, his, his tacos. Uh, so I think I'll be giving a taco, a free taco to Tall Hayden. I think it was one that he nominated. And I think the other one was Saguna, right? Yeah, okay. So so you, the taco you owe Biggest Tiger? I will happily. Goes to, goes to Saguna. Feed Saguna an eggplant taco. Yeah, I was going to say, I have an eggplant, <laughs> eggplant variety <laughs> this time around. And uh, as, of, as of Monday morning, um, Chapo owes me a taco because he wanted to put a taco bet on, uh, on our NFL teams. His team should have absolutely fucking pumped my team. Yep. It was at his home thing and yeah, my team's pretty average. But happy to say... Dominant victory, never in doubt, one by seven. So if I can, so I'm going to nice break, break even on the old tacos. And that, of course, for people who still don't know yet, it's going to be Sunday, the 2nd of October this year, isn't it? Yep. Starting at 10 a.m. when the Keg and Brew on Fovo Street, Surrey Hills opens up. At midday, we will be moving to El Loco. So if you're, if you're like an amateur drinker, or you know, you've got to, you've got to be, be nice because you're on a leash or something, you know, mm. please... We'll see you at twelve o'clock. <laughs> oh no, you you're welcome at ten. But just be but you will be press gang into drinking copious amounts of piss. No. There's no there's no, no responsible service of alcohol in Tornation, my friend. Fu- if you want to sit on the fucking OJs, that's your thing. But um, But the thing that the, the, the Yeah, but then on, on that day But just know that you'll be designated driver and we'll send you on fucking errands and It's mad it's it's, it's mad Monday for the show, quite <laughs> frankly. So like I'll be I'll be the guy that goes and just gets a bottle of vodka from the fucking bar <laughs> and, and one one person runs interference while I fucking start filling these OJs up. <laughs> That's how it goes down. Um but yeah, look forward to seeing everyone there. I'm talking I wanna see like two thousand people there. And uh, let's make it the best day for El Loco ever. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 2000, that'd be fucking... That'd be, be that'd be punishing. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to remember anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what am I talking about? I'm going to drink like fucking David Boone level. <laughs> Some of the- <laughs> Prime David Boone alcohol levels anyway, so... Yeah. Good, going to be a good time. If you can't half tell, fucking looking forward to it. news uh, a couple of stories this week and it's great because they're not so much lifestyle human interest look at these cunt getting his dreams stories mm. which is fantastic uh and the first one is uh, the, a bit of an overhaul for international rugby league and they're changing the eligibility rules or at least proposing to change the eligibility rules 
to ensure that players aren't forced to choose between origin and their heritage country. Mm-hmm. So what this means is by allowing players to play a a tier two nation uh, international for an international a tier two international side, it means someone like Anthony Milford can play for Queensland in Origin. Yep. If he if selected, which no, you know obviously it's going to happen. Yep. But then if he doesn't then go on to be selected for Australia, he can play. He can play for Samoa. Yeah. Yeah, and then and. Which and and he can do that without ruling themselves out of contention to then play for Australia sometime down the track either. Mm. So this is this is it's fantastic, and I mean it means like there's just there's so many possibilities. Like um, yeah, Jared Hayne presumably he could do the Fiji thing. Fiji, you know, yeah. you, oh, like I can't speak for Jared Hayne. Oh, he'll be the Australian fullback. But you would think that with the whole sevens and the, you know you you think that he was he's getting into that later stage career, do something yeah. for the, you know, for the Mino yep. thing, you know. Yep. Um, saying that Tedesco could play for Italy and, uh, and <laughs> Farrah could play for Lebanon and without without hindering their opportunities to play for Australia. The problem is with Tedesco, he's probably going to play for Australia. You'd think, he'd, you know, and, uh, Farrah, well, mate, <laughs> see you later. Bring, bring us back. <laughs> Bring me back a kebab, son, because <laughs> no, you will not be required for Australia. <laughs> uh, there's no fucking genius anymore, mate. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. It means that you know, that the, the, these guys can you know, have the opportunity to play Origin. Uh, they don't have to decline or you know refuse you know yeah, eligible, and, and they can go back and play for their countries, which is hopefully can go some little way towards strengthening. At, at the end of the day, they they were making a choice between. You know, career development, origin being the pinnacle in yeah. that sport, um, and and the heritage and something a lot of them feel very very passionate about. Yes, um, that's right. So that, I think that's fantastic for the game and fantastic for the young players. Yep. So the rule changes will not allow players to switch between countries during a tournament or move between the top tier countries, Australia, New Zealand, and England, like Tony Carroll did over a decade ago. As for Origin, players are still bound by the state-based contest's own criteria, and once an eligible player such as Kieran Foran or Trent Hodkinson aligns themselves with New Zealand or England, they cannot represent New South Wales or Queensland. A player such as Semi Radradra still could not represent the Blues as he did not play in New South Wales before the age of 13. At junior level, representing a junior kangaroos, junior Kiwis or junior Roos does not automatically align a player to either nation, with the slate being wiped clean and a young player able to make a fresh decision on his allegiance, which is then binding in senior football. Uh, the new rules are aimed to avoid the farcical scenes in recent years where players have made themselves unavailable for events like the mid-season Pacific Test for fear of ruling themselves out of origin, Australian or Kiwi representation. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Yep, fantastic. And players will, yeah, will be able to reap the financial benefits of playing origin, 30 grand a game, without the heartache of having to snub second-tier nations they take great pride in representing. And they also extended the residency qualifying period from three to five years following the Fiora surrounding uh, semi's semi. selection for Australia. Yeah. So while other, while other supporting bodies such as FIFA and the IOC require only three years residency, the dominance of major nations like Australia on the rugby league landscape saw a push for the qualification to be extended to seven years. The five-year amendment was brokered as a compromise in protecting smaller nations and preventing the big three from stockpiling talent. Mm-hmm. All good things. I still think, and it wasn't uh, you know that long ago we were talking about it, I think there would be credence in a couple of those second tier nations combining mm-hmm. doing a um fucking pacific islands voltron yes and fielding a team that i believe would go a long way you know when you're talking about now players like milford that quality yep. they'd go a long way to rivaling australia and new zealand with their current teams 
Maybe, maybe so. There um, you go, Tall Nation. Hit us up with your you're, you're, second you're big, nation team. You're, got, you're, really, you're really big on this idea of com- combining Pacific Islands together, aren't you? It's like a... Well, it's like, it's like it's your final solution business. for Pacific football or something, if, is it? No, if you have specific resources yeah. in different areas yeah. and you can combine those to make something of equal quality to a competitor, yeah. it's silly not to. It's just, yeah, it's just a matter of... But, but the, the, the opportunity outside of like potentially like a four-nation sort of thing at the end of a, every other season or every mm. couple of seasons. That's really the only opportunity anyway. I mean, but hopefully what it seems to be doing, I mean, we seem to be getting at least, you know, the Pacific Islands and the PNG, you know, getting that game around the rep weekend. Yeah, and look, now. at the moment, you know, so, PNG are going to play the Prime Minister's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Which the only risks to the Prime Minister's Eleven is that the dirt's probably fucking hard and no grass on it. Yeah. You know, but let's be real. But if those second-tier nations had the ability, even if, if they called it a friendly or whatever you want to call it, but to put a team together of the best talent that their nation could put forward, mm. uh, and then as they develop, we're talking over you know decades here, yeah, they can split away from that amalgamation. I think they, they just need. I, th- I think they just need more more games because I think I mean, like like that that uh, Samoa and Tonga game is always fucking great. Like it's one of my most anticipated. Games mm. because it's played with such with such passion, yeah. Which is what what I mean, like you know these two guys you wouldn't want to put them together, but um, it's played with such passion and and a level of skill, but not with the same sort of rigorous discipline mm. <laughs> that like that that Australia and yeah New Zealand and and that's you know the ability is there, but yep. it's just I think they just need to play together a lot more. And I don't know if there's some kind of obviously you can't spare the players from the NRL you know, mm. more, you know, through the season, you know, often, especially now if they can play Origin and stuff, but I'm not sure what the answer is, but, you know, at least, you know, maybe get like an end of season thing, but, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here and then, you know, then they complain about, you know, the season's been too long anyway, so, mm. fuck it, why don't we just throw the international game in the bin? <laughs> <laughs> this is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, have to pay homage to the great Ron Massey, who passed in the last week, and, uh, the right hand man of the 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 god of coaching Jack Gibson, but also also like uh, being the right hand man is a significant contributor. Like yeah. Jack Gibson wouldn't have been Jack Gibson mm. without without Ron Massey by by his side. And just just through the week, you know, you're reading like you know some of the stories and and things about you know the influence that you know they had on each other and uh, and uh, things like that. It's just just amazing. But he um. Like just innovating in terms of the in terms of coaching, I mean he travelled he travelled with Jack Gibson to, to the US to study techniques and trends in American football, um, pioneered the use of, of, of video sessions mm-hmm. and things like that. You know way way back in the seventies, you yep. know it's obviously you know, in training sessions to, to improve improve uh, players, and um, he also served on the video review panel for um, for the NRL and the ARL incarnation as well. He was CEO of the Sharks for a couple of years back in the early nineties. And uh, just an absolute pioneering figure and and giant in in the game of rugby league. Yeah, it's a big loss, um, but especially when you you know you think about about most sports and those people that are, are fondly remembered a lot of the times yep. are innovators. Yep. And and I fear that we're losing that out of our game to some to some extent. You're not getting. Yep. Um, you're not getting coaches coming through with rev- revolutionary new new play styles or, or attacking structures or 
Yeah. Or things like that. It's all... And look at it at its core rugby league. It's a very simple game. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I think the the loss of, of anyone like Massey who's was so influential in changing the direction either on the field or, or in preparation for what you do on the field yep. will be felt. Um, Jamal Idris. Now, that's, that's a name that, he, you know, it's been... It's been quiet for a little while. I thought, you know, he was probably gone. But he looks like he's going to be making a comeback to the uh, the NRL and uh, the West Tigers are looming as his likely destination. uh, They're the favourites to land his signature. The uh, CEO, Justin Pascoe, confirmed that indeed they are in talks with his management to get him in a Tigers jersey next season. Uh, Preliminary discussions at this stage. However, Pascoe was involved over at Penrith and so he had you know, interest over at Pender mm. before he had his most recent you know, bout yep. of retirement. And uh, big fan. And, uh, you know, I guess his versatility for playing back row and, and in the backs has uh, got a couple of clubs interested. I uh, also got yeah. here in front of me, North Queensland and South Sydney also interested. Um, I, I remember uh, at, after the 2013 grand final, I was at um, the, like the players' post-match function. And um, at Harvard Diggers for Manly, and um, there was word going around. I heard that like, Jamal Idris was outside trying to get in <laughs> to the party, and uh, he never was let in. <laughs> but, um, and then after that, there was rumours like, "Oh, Idris is going to come to Manly." But um, and I think it was after that that he signed with Panthers. Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, when the Titans reneged on his children's TV show, <laughs> didn't produce it. You'd hope that he does end up with the Sydney team just to give a bit more credence to that whole I need to be around my family thing yeah at his best he's like he's a pretty fucking good player oh damaging yeah yeah when he, when he was fit you forget because he's had a lot of you know you know there's a lot of like hanging fruit with you know like the, the children's television show and you know the fucking um, Vietnam samurai sword there yeah. and the fucking Devon tomato sauce sandwich like, there's so many <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> there's so many things yeah. but I mean do, do I th- are the Tigers a side that can handle a player that, that that presumably has you know more rigorous mental health or mm. you know like the, those sorts of you know yeah. re- welfare requirements he's, he's Jason Taylor the caretaker for that sort of player well I mean look what look look what look at the callous disregard he showed towards Robbie Farah's mental state of being <laughs> like <laughs> you know is that the guy is that the guy Jamal is that what is yeah. that who you want to entrust you know mm. your, your welfare to, yeah, I don't know mm. I don't know yeah, I wish him all the best. He, he seems yeah. to be, you know, well, he seems to be one of those guys in the game who's had his troubles, mm-hmm. but he's never gone full fuckwit. Yep. He's been open about having troubles and yep. it being okay to have troubles. Yep. And he's done what he needs to do to to do it. And and for him to take, you know, what's he had now? Two years out of the game. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's young. He's young though too. Like, I mean, he's had twelve months away, but in that last time with Penrith, he didn't play a lot anyway. He was, yeah, he was, he was dropped and injured a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so at this stage, it's just I think it's just really just an opportunity to um, uh, get a one-year deal with yep. West Tigers, and he's basically just yeah, you know, it's like an opportunity to prove himself and, and that kind of thing. And I guess you know if it works out, they'll extend him. But um, look, I think. I think for one a one year, presumably low dollar value contract for, mm. to to see what happens. Yep, it's a pretty good risk and reward thing for yeah. West Tigers yeah. or, or any club whoever gets him. I mean, it looks like it's going to be West Tigers, but I think he'd be worth a punt for anyone because I mean, like this guy is is a rep player at mm. his best, yeah, gotcha. and he's, he's still young. He's like only twenty six or something. So mm. like if he's 
if he's serious. You'd want to get him soon, and you'd want yep. to start getting him fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he did have a bit of that Greg Inglis to him. Yeah, that, that off-season, yeah, and like the aforementioned Devin yeah. Tomato Sauce Sandwich yeah. is smashing those, so. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, he's, if his headspace is right, then, yeah, no, great pickup. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, be interested to see how he, how he goes. Mm. I say here he's dropped several kilos just training himself with his older brother who owns a gym in Brisbane. So he's now he's now tipping the scales at 110 kilos, where during his playing days previously he was up to 120 kilos. Jesus! Like this dude, this dude's like almost two meters tall as well. Yeah, you know, he's big yeah, boy. He's not tiny. 131st grade games to his name. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought he would have got that far, that that far, but there you go. Huh. But yeah, look, mate, if if, uh, if it comes off, more power to him. Yep. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Um, thanks for getting on board the NFL, their NFL app, Pro Football Live, last week. Um, they asked me to give it a shout-out, and uh, then got in touch and said, yeah, like, they immediately saw the, you know, saw the needle move on that app. So, fantastic. Thanks, guys. Makes us look amazing, too, so it's great. Um... Have you got any? Have you got any good stats this week? I mean, Tamalolo, right? Oh, you want to talk about stats and Tamalolo? Oh. This is like you've you've always been about the mm, good stats, but I swear Tamalolo stats like jizzed in my pants. I <laughs> 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 opened up League Live and looked at Tamalolo stats, and I jizzed in my pants. <laughs> yeah, he he's one of those players who you know it. The stats are very simple. Yeah. You know? Um, like, for a forward to have 23 runs mm-hmm. in a game of football. Yep. And not 23 runs where it's... Rubbish, hit it, or hit it at the line, advantage line and just stop yeah, dead. and three metres yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of those was at a frantic pace um, and running for over 265 metres. Yeah, just... <laughs> fucking ridiculous yeah it, it is it's absolutely right and there's no the, the other thing the stats tell you a lot of the times though is what they're not doing there's no yep. stupid offloads no you know, there's, there's nothing and lots of minutes too yeah and well for him to even also make close to 30 tackles yeah while keeping up that intensity in attack yep um, yeah that was pretty special and the things I mean like we talk about when we talk about the game but I mean the other thing is if they actually selectively pass to him a bit better, mm. the, the amount of times where he he a guy dead you know sort of ran to a brick wall, stopped, passed to him, and he was coming from a standing start, crab five meters to the left, and then straighten up. Yep. I mean, if they were hitting him on the chest at full at full speed every yeah. time, he would he would have been even better. Exactly. Uh, just it, such a dominant performance. You can even look at, um, and what I encourage everybody to do is open up your sports made app. The bar down the bottom, swipe it across, mm-hmm. go into the stats, and you can check out individual player stats. Yep. So you can go in and put Tomalolo against any other forward in the competition yep. to see how they stack up. Yeah. Uh, and and they're basically all holding his pocket, right? Pretty much. Walking around walking around 1300 T Stadium, <laughs> walking, <laughs> walking to the commissary, just holding his pocket <laughs> the whole way. 
Uh, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And yeah, we're into we're three week two of the NFL now, coming into week three. So grab Pro Football Live as well. And uh, talking about uh, Tamalolo. 1300 Teeth was the venue. Friday night football was the place to be, and it was the Cowboys 26 defeating the Broncos 20. Uh, the Cowboys 26 came for tries to Cohen Hess, double to Justin O'Neill. Michael Morgan also with a try. Thurston three or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. And the Broncos, their 20 came from tries to McCulloch, Kahu, Oates, uh, three or three conversions to Kahu, and uh, a penalty goal to Kahu. And of course, this one was the, the first test of, mm. the, of the, new, the new Bennett rule. Where he sucked about the golden point after the grand final, so they decided to make it you know, extra time. And uh, before Wayne's Law, the Wayne's Law, Wayne's Law, and uh, Wayne's Law didn't work out the way Wayne was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much worked out like the previous law, it just strung out a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this game. Um, you know, obviously when these two teams come together. It's it's a good spectacle. It's fucking magical. And we've been fortunate this year to have you know more than one replay. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had three of yeah. last year's grand final. Yep. And each of them delivering almost identically. <laughs> Just amazing. Yeah. Uh, Did I see like a draw on full time in this game was paying twenty eight dollars. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's just fucking irresponsible booking. I mean, wouldn't you just you? Surely you'd set that at some bullshit like dollar yeah, fifty or something. Oh no, they the those companies don't do that unless they think they're going to win. So obviously, yeah. going into it, North Queensland had the form. Uh, Brisbane had leaked some points. Yeah, but I mean, they were coming off the win. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys coming off the yeah. loss too. Like, man, look the, the the flow of this game was very interesting. The, the first try that that the Broncos scored was was a product more so of, I think, the injured troops that the Cowboys are carrying um, rather than any sort of brilliance. Like Matt yep. Scott stayed down after a tackle. He's he's half-busted and playing yep. probably about 70%. And I know that, that a lot of Broncos fans are going to bitch and moan about this, but the Broncos didn't keep themselves in this game. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys kept them in it. So they had that first tackle where Scott just was not in the defensive yep. line yep. five metres out and yep. left a gaping hole. Uh, Lachlan Coote. Had an absolute shocker of a game. That's oh, like he fucking he, wrapped him. He had he had a dead set match fixer of a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you Ryan Tandy, yeah, the late you know rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> that game wasn't as fucking blatantly bad yeah, as this was. It was <laughs> like just it was really bad, and it, um, it was basically like as if he just. As if he just pulled out his pants and spread his cheeks and, and just farted directly at you. <laughs> so, you want to talk me up as a god? Fuck you, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but you you look at the, the Broncos over the course of this game. Mm-hmm. They missed 54 tackles in that game, which yeah. is diabolical. For a first grade team, and they completed at sixty eight percent. Yeah. Now, extra time, yeah, it's going to skew that a tiny bit because everyone was absolutely rooted. Yep. But still, that that sort of performance, um, it, it's odd to see a Wayne Bennett team that undisciplined. Yep. You know, uh, the the Cowboys though, for their part, their attack still not not right either. Last year, they were absolute masters of. Of their opposition's ten meter zone. Yep. You know, any time they were up in there, 
they were pinpoint, but they were also prepared to play the long game. Yep. They did you know, probe for a couple of sets. They yep. had options everywhere. Uh, and then they'd see what the defence were doing and, and react accordingly. Yep. Thurston had options out with his speed men out wide or he had the short ball into Cooper. The, they don't seem to be that patient. Yeah, and they're still, yeah, they're, they're, still not, yeah, they're still not there. I mean, they were not fortunate because, I mean, they, they got on top in this game and just attacked relentlessly. Mm. And then, you know, when Justin O'Neill realised that he had it all over the guys out there on the right, yeah. Yeah, then and just exploited it and took advantage. Yeah. But, um... Man, but um, yeah, shining light for them, and that fuck, and, and then then for history to repeat. Yeah, we're going to extra time. Kick off doesn't go to Ben Hunt. Hit Gillette, Gillette <laughs> leg. And then, well, yeah, first of all, yeah, before that to get us into that. I mean, Broncos up by two. Time ticking away. How much time was left? Not much. Under a minute, no, right? It was like that was it was it. pretty much the last throw of dice for the Cowboys. They the Cowboys get it back. would have had if if the play had continued. Cowboys would have had two, maybe three tackles yep. to go 90 metres. Yeah, wasn't going to happen. No. And then Gillette, like, the worst, most blatant, like, he didn't He didn't just put, the, he didn't have, like, the, the leg, like, a foot back, where it was, like, a debatable thing, where he that like, would, no, no, that's that just, was like... That was Josh Reynolds, to the power of Anna Woods. His leg was stuck backwards, like, perpendicular to the yeah. ground. It was so, yeah. like, it was waist height. Yeah. Like he was like he didn't try and trip him. He, was doing, he tried to literally put a boom gate in front of him. This is like you know you can't go through there, mate. He was doing the motherfucking nut bush in the middle of the field. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, just the most brain dead thing. One of the one of the most brain dead things on today. And today is mm. actually the the seventh or eighth. What is it? What's the two thousand? So eighth, seventh, seventh, eighth anniversary of Ashton Sims. Yeah, fuck. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the 2008 final series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you think there's a curse of The Sims? <laughs> following. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man. And then, then we had the then we had the extra time and, you know, yeah. Darius dropping the kick off this time. Um, like, just be, a thing of beauty. And let me tell you, if you're delighted in Jared Hayne dropping the kick off in the first kick off of the second half, you've got to understand that when someone drops it in extra time, it's just... Oh, it's so much. It's like it's just got extra fucking salt on there. I mean, man, they put some, they put eleven secret herbs and spices on that yeah. shit. It's just far more delicious, and uh, and then then it happens to Darius as well. Like Cletus is as Cletus does, <laughs> and, then, and then to top it off, but it was great. It wasn't Golden Point extra time, well, so we're not working towards this field goal shit. Home field advantage does. Yeah, you know, as the kick was going off, I don't know if you heard it on the broadcast. But somebody in that very front row shouted out, Darius, I'm your dad. <laughs> and it's just enough. <laughs> the tear got into his eye. <laughs> light refracting off the tear into his eye. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great. And then uh, at first it was really jarring as well because then, then the Cowboys, they, they rolled down. They, nothing happened on that first set. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, they defend. They come back down the field. They roll down the field. Third tackle, they're like 30 metres out. And what do they do? Spinning out to the right. Mm. And at, at first, you know, your brain's just so conditioned. You're like, oh, we're in extra time. Yeah. Feel- Motherfucker, it's third tackle. You're right in front. You could probably fucking pop it right now. Yeah, yeah win the game. And they're like, oh, no, that's right. No, yeah. it's actually... it's Time's still ticking away. And then for fucking thirst and that pass. It was great. It was oh, fantastic. Benji Marshall, he can but, suck um, history's dick now because <laughs> like his flick pass is forgotten. <laughs> it, it, both teams, I think, looked a little bit lost. 
they've played their their whole football career with yeah. this golden point, and they yeah. know they start setting up for this yeah. from the the seventy fifth minute, yeah. getting ready for field goals and whatnot. When you go into extra time, yeah. everything revolves around this field goal. Both teams looked a little bit lost in attack in extra time, as in you know people's instincts were taking over, then their brains were going back. I th- I, I just think it was it, it, it was I think they were just, they were fucked. Like oh, if, it, yeah. if it had been golden point. Thurston's flick pass, flick pass try to Morgan wouldn't have occurred, and it would have just been, uh, you know, they would have like when I said they, that's yeah. their second set they had in the first period of extra yep. time, they would have just rolled down, booted it over from thirty meters out, game over, mm. and that's and but they played an extra ten minutes, almost you know exactly. eight minutes or something. Yeah. Like, I think they were just fucked because yeah. like the Cowboys, they they were coming off that grueling game against the Storm, remember, um, and the Broncos they just. They still tired, man. Like yeah. you know, as the game wore on, I guess it's just the conditions in North Queensland. I tell you what, though, for the uh, the Cowboys, a, a big positive was that young Ponga kid. Fuck, man. He's the, the the thing about him is, I mean, he's fucking footwork and everything. He's electrifying, speed and all that sort of mm. stuff. The thing is, <laughs> he's got hands like feet, <laughs> and he, his hands aren't like those fancy fucking Ponga feet. <laughs> They're like more like you know, fucking like some plank, like you know, the Henderson's yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> like, the Alex McKenzie. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah, I mean, <coughs> that run, and I don't think that was an obstruction, by the way. That, no. you know, he didn't score the try anyway. He got cut down a couple of meters out, but that run was fantastic, and it deserved better. It, it deserved the try, but it also deserved not to be penalised for the obstruction thing because who the fuck knew where he was going? Exactly, no one was obstructing it, and and the player who was allegedly obstructed, they didn't come near. He was so far away at that point they got anyway. Hand to him, and he'd yeah. beaten them so far on the yeah. Yeah, so like, I, it's, it's a shame that, happened, yeah. but I mean. Man, he's gonna. If he can keep, you know, if he can like get some more discipline and get his hands better, mm. and just get his, I guess his like his choices, you know, that he makes be, better. Yeah, fucking hell, he could be. He's another one of those kids who went yeah. out there. His debut game yeah. is in a semi-final against a grudge just, match. One that every that you know invariably goes to extra and time. He's still, yeah, fucking give me the ball. I'll go for a run. Yeah, you know that there's yeah, just, and just made people look fucking yeah, stupid. No fear, which is great. This is brilliant. Um, the Broncos, I think, next year, they're still pretty dangerous. They played a very different style of football this year than we're used to seeing out of them. Um, it, it was much more It was weird because they were essentially the same side, that you know, and, they, and you would have expected yeah. them to, to just basically be the same, but better. more consistent and yeah. better, and you know, slightly better. Yeah. And slightly better means... You you basically you you you're improving one point in the in, end of the season and winning the fucking grand final. Yeah. Um, yeah the, next year though, you know they've got they've got the the cattle and they got the potential, they got the yep. raw talent. Uh, and we mentioned earlier in the year with Th- uh, Parker going. Yep. Thayde is really the last of that old guard mm-hmm. of that Lockyer era. Yep. Broncos like you know Gillette was around and. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, Alex Glenn was there too, but but they're really not influences yep. in the team. Um, so I I think next year we're we're going to see the Broncos. We'll see for the next couple. So how they perform next year will set the the tone for them. I reckon for the next three or so years. Okay, uh, moving to the tweets. A uh, voodoo rock. I hear the Broncos fans crying about finals. I haven't had a final since two thousand and nine. Harden to fuck up, bronies. M fifty one avoider. Are the Broncos' tears even more this year than last year? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Uh, at Frog Nathan, Darius made an absolute hunt of himself. <laughs> Indeed. 
this is such a that that line is such a low hanging <laughs> low hanging fruit. I, I just, the amount of times I've always accidentally said it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Up, up, sh- I don't consider myself a bad winner. And I try to never feed it to people after win. But for Sam, I'll make an exception. <laughs> and then he's he's uh he's talking about a tweet that Sam made. He's retweeted it from back on the tenth of September and said, Out in straight sets for the Cowboys, cunts. Their fans can go back to beating their wives and working at Coles. <laughs> He's tweeted that after the storm loss, and so he's quote, so so our pops just quote tweeted and said, uh, "So that Mr. Wars going to suck a big fat one, you Broncos flogger, Cowboys undefeated in knockouts games versus ponies." Mm, and Cowboys will have a shit ton of new fans this week. They'll get both oh. the Titans and the Broncos off casts. Exactly, and uh, Sam has to have his say, of course, at Mr. Underscore Wars. It hurts. A fucking lot. No bad decisions cost us the game. No refs' fault. Just league at its best. A pleasure to watch these two teams play. Very measured and, uh, you know... Very that, fucking that, hedging. No, but that is but that is a... Pleasure uh, to watch these two teams play. Yeah, but you couldn't gronk... But, I mean, like, as a neutral, I would, you know, who d- d- hates these, both these teams, but, uh, you know, as a neutral, I could say, like, would you you know, the last four games these teams have played against each other have been... Would you ever sit down between a game between Manly and Melbourne and say, it's a pleasure to watch these two teams play? No, but it's generally not because it's a different, it's a different type of thing. Manly yeah, and the exactly. Storm when they were going at it, though. Manly, to me, I don't. Well, no, no, I don't. Manly I don't mean that. I mean that like those games were they weren't like open attacking. Manly's beaten the Storm like you know even even in in their lowest ebb they've beaten the Storm like eleven ten and things like that. You yeah. know twenty twenty two twenty like these like they they're doubt they're not. It's not because it's a field goal or something or like you know some exciting. Oh, you no. know what I mean? It's like it's just a dour fucking no. I'm battle. saying that. There's the world's staunchest Broncos fan. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't. What I'm saying, you can't deny that these games. Like, they're actually fucking exciting no, games with, with memorable, with memorable all-time shit I, like the Thurston flick pass and the Ben I Hunt dropping deny, the ball and you know the tryout. Sam would say that if it was any other team but the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, okay. So what you're saying? So, so you're hedging. saying he is going to hedge? He's a yeah. Cowboys fan now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, He's got a jersey go. and everything. <laughs> Because it's in the cover with these uh, these bulldogs, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> At I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. Tuck my genitals into a mangina and call me Buffalo Bill because tonight I'm singing Goodbye Horses. <laughs> That's the best tweet of the week, too. That was great. Uh, at Hammers, H4MMERZ. It would appear that even a rule change can't save Brisbane in extra time. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> Wayne's Law was a failure. Canberra Raiders 22 defeat the Penrith Panthers 12 at a GIO stadium in Canberra in front of a crowd of t- just under 21,500. Saturday night this one took place. The Raiders 22 came from tries to the Techno Viking, Jared Croker and Jordan Rapana. Jared Croker, 3 of 3 conversions and 2 of 2 penalty goals. The Panthers 12 came from tries to Tyron Peachy, DWZ and 2 of 2 conversions to old fucking Roger Ramjet Jr. Mm. Fantastic. Rookie of the year. I'm I'm almost re- revising my you know, my position on his jawline. Really, <laughs> I think it's it's actually it's less like a you know some sort of you know strong sexy fucking jawline. It's more like you know those people like the gurning competitions. It's like closer to that. Like he's closer to his lips disappearing into his mouth, like that kind of jawline, or like a dude that's like you know four four pingers deep at three a.m. <laughs> and he's just about to chew his fucking his gums off. <laughs> No, it's it's more like a renowned Renaissance artisan crafted it out of the finest Italian marble 
to shine. Based on the, the 2016 World Gurning Championships. And give, <laughs> and give light in the darkness that is the Rugby League 2016 season. When fucking Mongface Tiri Turbo's there <laughs> for you, sad cunts. <laughs> He's been, there for, he's been there for years, fucking lighting Looking up the NRL. Every run looks like someone's put a fucking car battery and jumper cables on his testes. This is desire, mate. That's fucking just, that's just striving for excellence. Effort, it's effort it's not face, desire, mate. It's, it's some effort. sort of palsy. So, <laughs> 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 uh, Penrith had a chance to um, to get back in this game. And, uh, and I think what showed was a little bit of youth. Because I don't know if you know, but Penrith are the youngest team in the competition. You're shitting me. And with youth comes exuberance, but also youthfulness. Uh, but this year they achieved With youth it. comes youthfulness. <laughs> Dash <laughs> J Twill 2016. <laughs> you know, they achieved much more than yeah. anyone thought they would achieve because of how young they are. Because they're a young team. Because of the youth. Because of the youth. The youths. <laughs> you know. They are the youth. They'll take your fascism away. Um, it it really was, uh, you know, the not being able to be flexible in the game. You know, Penrith came out last week and executed their game plan almost flawlessly against the Canterbury Dogs. Uh, and this week, when it didn't work, the game plan was obviously the same. Yeah. Tire out those big Canberra forwards and, and deprive them of any sort of respite and, and make them work hard. But when that didn't work... I think it actually did work, though. The fact is that it's fucking dropped the ball too many times. Yeah. Like, because at the end, that was what was behind the little mini the comeback. comeback. The mini yeah, comeback. No, no, it was. And, 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 like, the tries they scored, which is very fortunate slash lucky lucky tries, yeah. where they just kept chucking it around forever yep. until something happened and they scored within millimetres of the sideline. Yeah. Like, they were barely getting these tries, but they got them and it gave them, you know, a little glimmer of hope. Oh, yeah. But, but again, when, when the, the plan wasn't working... As intended, yeah, they were getting tired, but no points were coming out of it. Yep. Someone needed to change something. If the the meta was tire out these camera forwards, yep. that's fine. Running the ball all the time and having no stoppages isn't working. Yep. Okay, we need to change it up now and start going for repeat sets. Mm-hmm. You know, they're obviously onto us. Yep. We need to be flexible on the ground. Um, but that'll come. That that'll come. Uh, JFH also had a, a couple of brain snaps. His defence was. Um Extraordinary, extraordinary for its for its lack of quality. Um, yeah, that, and and it is pretty shit that you know off the back of, of two penalties, mm-hmm. he almost single handedly killed any any yep. thought of a comeback, and yep. took all the momentum out of the out of the Panthers to get back because they were within one try, and and then from there it was all downhill. Yeah, yeah, um, that's for, right. For the Raiders, obviously, you know, Hodgson is, is just absolutely damaging for him to come back from a, an injury and still play like that and have the effect mm-hmm. he did. Um, but how the fuck... Look, James Graham's a great player, but how the fuck he won that Rugby League Players Association yeah. in national play? Because, you know, the, the thing about that, that RLPA thing is, like, even like Tal Malolo, I was kind of like, really? Like... But he's come out the next, the very next week, and has gone, "Fuck yeah, bitch! This is the shit." They they looked into the future and they saw and they saw this game, and that's why they yeah, they basically won. The, the only thing I can think of is that yeah, fucking Newton has a vendetta against Hodgson the same way he does against fucking Cleary, not giving him rookie of the year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fucking gutter trash, cum dumpster, Newton. Fuck yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, again, and as like you mentioned before the show when we were talking, the the fact that Panthers got that far, a with the youth, and b with having two representative backs out of that team for most of the year, yep, um, makes it a a very a very impressive season for them. My Saguna eighty five. Has anyone checked up on Jay yet? Hope he hasn't gone and shoved a Mars bar up his ass after the loss. Hashtag put your Mars bars out. No Saguna, because I can be proud of my team this year. I don't need to have any fucking hello darkness, my old friend moments. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, at least you know, Saguna's found his sense of humour again because he was broken for a good two weeks <laughs> <laughs> after that camera go. Uh, undiluted seven uh, can't be too upset. Better team won on the night. Our young X Factory X Factors will be better for the experience. <laughs> And that's a Penrith supporter talking. He can't even say shit. Jesus. <laughs> At Red Bull Raiders. Been a few hours. Still can't believe after all these years we've finally made another prelim. He's on hashtag believe 2016. Mm. Is that an official Canberra thing or is that just his, uh, his little know. fucking spice he's thrown on there? I don't know. Because it, it, it seems like a good time to be that hashtag, that why not us that Cronulla are carrying on with. Yeah, fuck, I hope they didn't pay someone for that. That... If you're the marketing organisation that did stupid. that, you are thieving a fucking living. If you're the person that invented that. <sighs> fucking, yeah. We haven't had the opportunity to discuss that hashtag, but oh, why not you? I don't know, peptide cheating motherfucker. Like, f- why you? That's my counter fucking offer. Why you? Yeah. Hasn't been you 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we waited for so long? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what some of the best use of asterisks I've seen this week? So There's a lot of talk about Canberra having the longest drought of any team between premierships. Okay. But then there's all these asterisks at the end of the stories going, Except for these guys teams have won no premierships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so so out, of, out of the teams that have actually achieved something in their illustrious histories, <laughs> Canberra is one who've had the longest time between drinks. Um, yeah. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Congrats to Canberra and well done to Panthers. Good effort. I'd be happy to see Raiders versus Cow Grand Final as long as the drug sharks are out. <laughs> he hasn't gone into hibernation yet. No. Giannis underscore Mateus. Does the C on the back of Cartwright stand for conspicuously absent during the finals? You know what? The fact the fact that he uh, wasn't throwing offloads left, right, and centre every yeah. play, demanding the ball, running into tackles just so he could offload. <laughs> you thought uh, that's a big forward step for that's for two thousand seventeen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, a bit of that crept into that game. There was that the Panthers yeah. silly errors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're young. Previews, prelim final weekend. The first game, which is the second preliminary final, is taking place on Friday night and is featuring the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks taking on the North Queensland Cowboys at Allianz Stadium. Mm. Well, I think the issues here to think about are that, one, the Cowboys have got to be fucked up. Like They've had two very tough games. Very tough games. The one thing they didn't need after that bruising encounter against the Storm... Uh, you know, getting all their spines fucking adjusted and shit. Was Brisbane not to forfeit? They didn't need to play for. An, <laughs> they didn't need to play for an hour and a half yeah. in a tough in a tough game, close game. What they needed was a blowout, you know, but it didn't happen. So now they're playing against 
uh, well, you know, on, I guess, well, yeah, I guess both both finals feature a physical side. But, uh, yeah, now they're playing against the Sharks, so it's just the Cowboys are clearly a better side. Okay, they're just, they're, they're not better. They're a more talented side. I think it's I think it's it's impossible to argue against that. Yeah. However, they're busted as fuck. Yep. Sharks arrested as fuck. Yep. And you know. Yeah, there's a couple of... Th- Look, the Cowboys are always going to have Jonathan Thurston. Yes. Um, Lachlan Coote doesn't have the fucking abortion of a game he had last week, and that result would have been very, very different. Yeah. So I'm sure he's, you know, not going to have the, the same game second week in a row. Mm-hmm. There you go, Sharks. If you win, you can thank me for, for talking him up again. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the, the Sharks against Canberra weren't... Uber impressive, but well, they, the, by the, you know, just by the by the grace of, of Hodgson being injured yeah, in game, um, but they, they, they got did enough to grind it out. Yes, and I think against this current Cowboys side, who are still a, a step or two off, I think that may be all Cronulla need to do to win, just frustrate them into. Yeah, but the problem is that's what the Broncos did very well for most of the game, and then at the end, the Cowboys when they start when when the you know desperate times come. Mm. They just start chucking it around, and Thurston does some magical shit, and next yeah. thing you know, they've won, and it's fucking <laughs> sirens going. If Pogger can run in a straight line this week, oh, well, no, dude, who needs him to run in a straight line? You run fucking crooked all over the place, dude. Just catch the ball when it comes your way. That's what you got to do. Don't drop it. Yeah, so look, don't run behind your own dudes. I think Cronulla get through this one. I really do. So, the first grand final in fuck knows how long. Mm. Interesting. Look, I just I just feel like that the... Now it's crunch time for the Sharks. They've got a lot of fucking people with question marks over them at this level of football. You know, you've got Fafita. He could play a, he could play a monstrous fucking Town Lolo game. Mm. Or he could be the dumb cunt. Yeah, or he's... And yeah. the penalties, yeah. you know, and whatever. Ennis is going to be 100% rock solid. Can Pryor reproduce... You know his game, his career game again week after week. Um, I think the cows are vulnerable on the edges. Yeah, well, I don't. Know. I just don't know if the sharks are the guys to fucking take advantage of that shit, though. Mm. It's it's tough, man. And I just wonder, like this, you know, the the cowboy side. I mean, they've had these tough games. If nothing else, it's going to be very galvanizing mm. to them to know that, like, we were fucking up against it, and we and came, we, back. And we came yeah. back and we won. And so they know when shit gets real. They know that they're still in it, no matter what. You can be as galvanised as you want, but if you can't fucking walk, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. I mean, it it, it fucking gives you the magic legs, like <laughs> fucking <laughs> Lieutenant Dan style, <laughs> to get up off the canvas <laughs> and make another run. <laughs> I just, I just got a feeling that the Cowboys are just, I think, yeah, experience and momentum and all that sort of thing. Because so that, in, the, in the battle of magic legs versus peptides, <laughs> do you think magic legs win? Magic, magic legs wins. <laughs> okay. First preliminary final, the Melbourne Storm take on the Canberra Raiders in Melbourne, Amy Park. Mm. Very advantageous place for Melbourne to play the game, obviously. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like down there, but oh, they'd be praying for rain. Yeah. They would have to have some... They'd have, to, they'd have imported some Indians Bellamy's to just- do... Screaming at clouds all week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know where your fucking cloud children go to fucking school. So yeah, they'll um 
but yeah, in dry conditions, obviously, Canberra love to chuck around. This no name, this no name Melbourne Storm side has, has been looking fucking incredible. I mean, they had that bad loss against the Broncos, and Canberra did oh, humble them too. Yeah, and uh, since then they came back to to absolutely suffocate the Cowboys. Yeah, completely. Uh, I think that they can. I think they can suffocate Canberra. Equally, equally as as well if they're if they're on their game, but Canberra it's just like there's so many question marks. Like the yeah. like BJ could fucking run a muck. You you almost get the impression that the the kids in the storm were you know, Unky Craig, Unky Craig, why can't we play like them? Why can't we chuck it around like them? And he says, well, I've told you not to, but if you want to, go and try it. Yeah. And they got humbled twice, yeah. and he says, okay. that's why. Now you're ready to do it my way again. <laughs> and they're back to doing what they do well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the week off, plus Melbourne in Melbourne, plus the Storm really being in that frustrating groove. I think Melbourne Storm are a team that are not going to succumb to any problems that might be inherent in a week off this time of year too. Yep. Bellamy would have that shit absolutely mastered. Mm-hmm. Man, I said, like, look, I, was, I say, like, cards on the table, I would love nothing more than to see Cowboys versus Raiders grand final. That's where my heart is too now. Yeah, um, because I think that as a, as a neutral, that would be the most entertaining game of football to watch. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and now, to and in terms of a game of football that, like, oh, you want to see some people get it, you know, that, you know, okay, Canberra versus Cronulla is the one you want if you want people who never won shit or, you know, haven't won shit for a long, long time. Yeah. But but my but my joy in life is in no way connected to people who haven't won shit winning stuff. No. You fucking made your beds when you picked your side. Yep, spot on. Deal with it. I deal with it with my fucking NFL side every yeah. year. This is not fucking footy mm-hmm. fandom socialism. <laughs> exactly. Get fucked. You don't need to have a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that, you know, having had many, many turns. <laughs> But um, look, I've got I've got a terrible. It's like last week though. Like, I think it was it just just the home team. I think in the end is what tipped me over towards you now both correct results. This week though, fuck man, like you know it's not really a home game game for Cronulla and Melbourne just by virtue of being you know like a one team mm. town and one state team. Uh, you know get get a home game. Oh, I just. I've just like I fear. I fear that we're gonna we're gonna see a Cronulla Storm grand final, mm-hmm. which is, is not going to be like you know half as entertaining as as rather 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 eat tacos and drink piss with the homies <laughs> to watch on the big screen. <laughs> That's a fucking possibility too. I mean, we could we could do that. Let's be real. We, we could we could do that because we're gonna buy our grand final tickets on Monday anyway, so <laughs> we we could do it. But uh, yeah, so as as a neutral wanting entertainment, I'd love to see new, the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Canberra Raiders in the finals. However, I have a feeling that of the two games, the Cowboys are the more likely to spring the upset. So it would not surprise me if we got Cowboys Storm again, and it would be it would be equally unsurprising to see uh, Shark Storm. And as much as I'd love Canberra to, to do it, I just I don't see it. If the Storm execute their game plan as they did mm. last time. I mean, they could just... They could be a bag of shit and Canberra could fucking run rampant. Yeah. And that would be glorious. We'd love to see that. But uh, at the moment, I still think the most impressive performance that we've seen in the finals thus far, out of all the finals weeks, um, has been the Storm 
over the Cowboys first time. Uh, obviously, it was a super entertaining game last week with the Cowboys and the Broncos, but fuck me, you know, there was lots of you know there were lots of holes yeah. in both sides to pick yep. there, you know. Yep. So, yeah, I think Storm for, mm. the, for the first preliminary final. As much as it pains me to do it. And that is full time for episode 240. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Thanks for sharing it around, guys. Uh, it has been noted, uh, you know, you, there's a couple of you out there who do it every every week. Um, so fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, no new iTunes reviews this week. Um, so get along and hit subscribe button on iTunes. Get the episodes first. And uh, if you just got a couple of minutes to give us a review and a rating, that would be awesome. Tipping. Down to the wire now. Three games to tip before the end of the season. And we are locked at 146 on top. And we have uh, David Kingston and Whitey. David Kingston's taking the lead now on the uh, the differential, you know, that they used to, to break the tie. Yep. Uh, Desi's Ducks in third place outright, one point behind, 145. That is going to be who the winner comes from, those three teams. Freako 9 is three points off the lead in 143. So, unfortunately, his differential... He's a mathematical chance. His differential is actually better than the other guys. So if they if they all shut the bed and all of them got zero from three for the rest of the season, and he got them all right, he then he then he could win. But he's the absolute unlikely you know one. Then we got Lemon S and S Marla also on the same amount of points, and then we go back one point to these guys that are out of contention now: John Zambelli, Michael Rothery, Erebus Chaos, and one point further back to Voodoo Rock in tenth. So uh, yeah, it's it's five points now from first to tenth, and uh, yeah, it's going to come from the top three, I would say, because I can't imagine uh, these guys who have tipped so well all season. Uh, I can't imagine... Yeah, I can't imagine them... Yeah. Mm. Or if they're getting them wrong, they're going to be getting the same ones wrong because yeah. they're going to be such massive upsets. Yep. Sort of thing, you know yep. what I mean? Um, as I said last week, we're also on the iHeartRadio app now, so whatever that means, I guess it's more accessible for, for people who want to get... You know, if you, if you use that app at all, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a long time ago when they... I got an email and they're like, oh yeah, we you know we're doing podcasts now, so you know you can submit your thing and yeah, okay, cool. And then it took them like four fucking weeks to do it. So <laughs> anyway, um, once again, a shout out for Red Bull Raiders. Who said, uh, yeah, Newcastle-based Raiders uh, fans, I uh, go to West's Leagues Club at Lambton Sports Bar Saturday night. So um, get there if you, uh, you know, it could be a trap, it could be a catfish situation. <laughs> so keep your wits about you. <laughs> Maybe uh, you in Newcastle. I know you got a good. I know you got a good going out knife. So maybe pack that. <laughs> um, oh, nice. But enjoy yourself, and of course, um, yeah, check out the other podcasts as well. Uh, this week in MMA, if you're into MMA stuff, and um, Rocks and Diamonds podcast, uh, which is uh, also on iTunes. Both of them. I uh, just do a search on iTunes, and uh, Rocks and Diamonds, of course, about not about the New Zealand Warriors. It's about uh, you know TV, <laughs> comics, movies, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, get around those, and um, that's it, man. Countdown to a loco. Countdown. Uh, we're fucking this weekend. Countdown to the days that I spend still the weekend. Have dignity. Spend the weekend with your family. Say your goodbyes <laughs> because the next weekend <laughs> we die <dine laughs> in hell. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Later.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.